This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I learned the hard way. Go, go make a bunch of money. Get happy at seeing some fake numbers on the computer, on the phone screen. Want to keep it instead of putting it to work. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it disappears. Yo, what up? Right now I'm out ATVing in the rainforest with a group of high-level entrepreneurs. I'm a seven-figure entrepreneur. My mentor, Nehemiah Davis, eight-figure entrepreneur. Listen to me, y'all. And I don't even want to put him in a box. I know you teach 99 ways how to get into real estate, how to use OPM, but this man is going to teach y'all just entrepreneurship, period. How to get in the game, stay in the game, and get that six and seven figures, man. This man constantly investing in himself, putting himself in rooms. This is why he's on that next level. This is why he's been making this uh, type of impact for so many years. But now that man coming out and helping y'all do it. So I'm, when Blake said, yo, I'm about to go crazy, I said, I, I'm looking at it. So listen, if y'all interested, getting your money right, right, getting your time back and be able to scale and grow your businesses, ask the CEO, Blake, don't, I'm telling y'all, don't even look, don't look nowhere else. When you told me the 99 ways, though, Pete, this, I never heard nobody say 99 ways. Right. I heard about one. You heard a couple. Two, three, four, five, max. 99? 99. <laughs> yeah, okay. Y'all tripping y'all. But hey. I really don't, 99 ways? It's impossible to Most important thing y'all can do is get in the room. Welcome to another episode of It's Crowded at the Top. I'm your host. The hostess with the mostest. <laughs> Aston CEO. <laughs> Voice of God, say what up, man. What's happening? That's how we starting it off with the host. <laughs> hostess with the mostest. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Did you used to eat hostess? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. My my I main never thing was Twinkies. just yeah. I, I mean, I would I would dabble, but my main thing used to be sour punch and then ODing with the salt on top. Remember the little packets of salt you can get the Lucas joints or whatever that was. Nah, I, was I don't know that. You don't know the little the little salt packs that you can get in, at the corner store. It'd be right at the front. The little like the lime joints. So it's pretty much like tahini, but it ain't the chili powder. It's you gotta powder. think where I'm at. I'm in Kentucky, using Houston with a with a large uh, Latino community. Oh yeah, true, true. Very, very true. Not that we don't, not that we don't have a Latin community, but it's way different. It's yeah. way more. Just a little bit. <laughs> Houston, Texas versus Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I think I low key feel Shout like. Shout out to Cardinal Valley, man. Cardinal Valley, that's what we call Little Mexico back home. That's why I used to be kicking. <laughs> we call I, nah, I, I, hey, I, I mess with y'all, man. Because cause they was the um, only reason I like Nike Cortez is the Mexicans will be wearing them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I ain't really seen no, like, it wasn't us wearing Nike Cortez, but I liked them. But I never bought them, though, because back. Back then, for some reason, like if you was wearing Cortez's, people might would tease you at school or something. 
Bro, the only black person to this day I've ever seen wearing Nike Cortez, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> you <laughs> ain't this... seen me wear Cortezes? When? You got some Cortez? Yeah, I, I gave them to a homeless dude. About, why the why the why the court I gave like two pairs to a homeless dude about what? <laughs> what? I say why why you gave him those? <laughs> why you gave him the Cortez? Nah, it's just something I do every few months. Like when I get like you know, you know I like I like certain shoes that's beat. Like if certain shoes are worn, mm-hmm. I rock with them. But like a. Uh, uh, like van, like if vans are worn to a certain extent, I still rock with them. Yeah. Uh, if Jordan threes, Jordan threes are worn. I I like certain worn shoes. They it got character like Chuck some some elevens. I like when the uh, you know how people don't like when the bottoms of elevens start to yellow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. But Nike Cortez's, I don't like. I like my Cortez's fresh. Yeah, like crispy. Yeah. And so, bro. and so certain shoes, like I, I had some Vans, some Chucks, some Cortez's, some old dress shoes. I don't wear no more. Some boots, and it's like st- stuff that I don't be wearing, or stuff that I know that I'm not gonna wear. Some old Hirachis. I'll go take them to uh, under a bridge downtown. Mm. Just get his stuff away. So it wasn't like, nah, he got the Cortez. Like, hey. I just had a trash bag of shoes. Bro, you, did y'all used to rock up? And clothes. Like, like clothes. I don't, I don't like the, I don't want to be a hoarder. Right. Because I got certain people in my family I've seen them, like, they turned into hoarders. So it's like, as soon as I'm not using something no more, I take it to the same bridge downtown. I just give it to the homeless people. Mm-hmm. You know, the bridge by, um, why well, took you for the, Oh, downtown. Acai bowl and the avocado toast. Yeah, like right under That's 45. Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like a couple. Of, if if I don't stop it under this bridge, I'll stop under this one. Mm-hmm. It's just something I do. Y'all used to rock Sacconis in Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. I wore a pair today. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, bro. All great. I had all the flavors. <laughs> all the flavors oh, yeah. of Tony's, bro. But, but man, shout out to Cardinal Valley in Lexington, Kentucky. AKA Little Mexico. And they had man, and they had I think that was the first time that I ever had like real tacos. Like like you mean real like the street joints, like the, the little ones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I knew a taco. You know how black people make tacos with <laughs> yeah. Like Jody and Yvette on Baby Boy. You gonna make them talk? Yeah, I'm gonna clean up. I'm gonna make the tacos. <laughs> I'm gonna cook. I'm gonna clean. <laughs> and, and Taco Bell. And, yeah. and Taco Bell had the soft tacos, but I had them. And I was like, what is It's yeah. a little bitty small taco. <laughs> a soft taco. Little burrito. And they ain't had no cheese. Yeah, bro. The but, first first time I had had the quote unquote like real taco, it was out here. I was like, man, is this what everybody be talking about? Because I'm used how to living in Houston and you never had tacos. Because, bro, Taco Bell and the tacos at the crib. Nah, bro, you weird, bro. That's it. 
Because I remember I moved there. You you experienced nothing of Houston. I was like, this dude. Nah, bro. So you never went to a food truck or nothing in your whole entire existence in Houston. Bro, food trucks, food trucks, food. So look, let's 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 be very clear here. Food no, they're trucks, not nothing new. I didn't. I'm not about to say they're new. I'm just saying, when we were growing up, food trucks were generally for people who were like working outside, like the construction workers and things like that, were the ones killing the food truck. I wasn't growing up around no food trucks, eating food trucks like that. I was going to Taco Bell, Sonic, Jack in the Box, McDonald's. You know, I'm pulling up to no food truck. <laughs> That's the, the concept of the food truck, you know, is fairly new for me. And I love it. And, and speaking of Cardinal Valley, it's crazy how all this stuff ties in. For those that don't know, I don't have anything ever planned for any of these podcasts <laughs> that we talk about. So we just start to talk and this stuff just starts to tie in and then I get to drop I get to drop some lessons about stuff. Like it's just crazy, bro. It's really crazy how the the text message I got today ties in to me talking about Cardinal Valley back home. <laughs> I got a text I, I can't I can't say his name because I know the last deal that he closed, he said don't say his name. Like if I use him for a testimonial, mm-hmm. don't like say his name or mention him or name. Cause he wanna stay low, which I I definitely I definitely understand. Yeah. But I, I got a text this morning. Got a text this morning, 8.06 a.m. Just closed on a virtual flip yesterday. Made a quick 10 bands. This, this one of my childhood homies from back home. Mm-hmm. He's the only person. Think of all the people that I've helped make some bread. Mm-hmm. He's the only person that I personally know that knows me from way back, from back home, mm-hmm. that applied some information and got some money. Out of everybody, he's the only one yeah. that like tapped in. And what's a virtual flip? What's that? It's a um, like it's a wholesale deal where you where you never see the property. Like uh, everything's just done. Uh huh. So he probably did it in another market or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same process. It's just you mm. just never personally go to, like you don't physically. Yeah. Set eyes on it and stuff. That's dope. But this ain't this ain't the first deal that he did, cause um, <coughs> I was I was actually back home. Uh, I Facetimed him when he did do the the first deal, cause we haven't talked then. He's not like one of those. He's not like uh, somebody that I keep in contact with. Mm-hmm. But when I see him, it's love and. Uh, Especially once he got my phone number, I was like, hey, just, you got some questions and you need some, you know how I am, bro. If I got some info, I'm willing to, I'm willing to give it to you. Right. Especially if I know you and, you know, I see you doing work and stuff. But I was back home. I was at my mama's house. One of my best, one of my best friends from childhood also that's still one of my best friends. He comes over to my mama's house and he was like, hey, bro, you know, you know, bruh made like, he said he made like 
$17,000 off of your course. I was like, what? He said, yeah. He FaceTimed me. He said, what up, bro? I said, what's up? Where you at? I think he was in New York at the time. He was like, he was like yeah, man. I'm closing on this deal in the morning. $17,000. I was like, word, that's what's up. He's like, yeah, I, I wasn't going to. I wasn't gonna hit. I was gonna reach out to you like after it's closed because it ain't like we go. We closing in the morning. Mm. I was like, bet he sent me. He sent me a like like when he sent me his testimonial. He sent me like the the contract of it, and that's when mm. he. I'm reading the text right now. He's like, hey, if you post this on your social media, don't just just use this don't say my name or whatever yeah yeah and i was like i was like all right but and the the crazy thing and i i felt good because i was like you know how i've been to i think we did another episode too i was like bro i don't know my friends listen to me or whatever right. like all these strangers are listening to me and all these strangers are get game and all these strangers are make money but it's like the people that i that i know no no they just be like dang man you man Doing it, man. <laughs> yeah. Or or say some little, you know, say some little joke that really got some like underlying hate up under it or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that, it must be nice type stuff. Or, yeah, bro, you get money, bro. So ain't hey, everybody ain't got money. Like some of us got jobs. We can't just. I'm like, well, if you listen to some of this stuff, I'm I'm telling you, and I I quit telling them, and then I was. Like it's here in the course if you want it here. I've right. been trying to tell y'all for years, and I just got happy because I was like, "There's somebody that I've known. Probably, I probably met him when I I was like six or seven or something like mm. that." So that's what I'm saying. Like he know me from way back. His, his mama used to live right next door. His mama lived next door to my aunt. And his aunt, my mama was like real good friends back in the day. Yeah. And then he's like, a, he was like, a, now certain stuff athletically that he was able to do is not like a big deal now. Like a middle schooler Duncan's not a big deal now. Yeah, but it used to be though. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But he was dunking in middle school. Like I, I ain't start, I got my, I started dunking freshman year of high school. He was talking yeah. in middle school. Yeah. And he still like I know I know you can still dunk. So to you, it's it's not a it's not a big deal. But you not dunking how he's still dunking. Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably. Like he like he was one of them cats that'll be like no shoes, no socks. Not no shoes, no socks. Like socks on, walk in the gym, don't stretch, take it between his legs. Yeah, that's that's like G Green, bro. I saw G Green do that off the vert in socks. <laughs> like, but, bro, but my thing was like, we know. But I, every time I saw him do it, though, I would be like, bro, we know you can jump. Like, put your shoes on. Because I'm thinking of the landing in a sock. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want you to get hurt. And then his brother, his little brother would be hooping like... <laughs> his, his little brother was cold, too. And his little brother would be... His thing was to not tie his shoes. <laughs> Cause think, think you know how like some some sneakers you wear like untied, like all the way on. So think of like some Jordans 
untied, like loose untied just too. Like loose. where you, where you really separating it and making the the laces look real loosey and stuff. Yeah. So he just loose out there hooping and and murdering <laughs> like. Bro, I can't even imagine doing that. Like, that would be like, bro. I don't even. I don't even think he started. I can name. Uh, no, nah, I ain't gonna name drop him because then people yeah. shoot. People who's watching it know know who I'm talking about right now. Just off of the stuff I've already said, but mm. I don't. Even, I don't even think his little brother started tying his shoes until like. Maybe, maybe like when he got to prep school or, or college. Mm. That's crazy. Bro. Maybe high school. Maybe high school because I think he only played like one year high school because of like grades and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he never taught. And I'm telling you, he's he's working folk. He had a mean handle and bounce. Like, like, did he have like fat feet or something? Like, <laughs> like how is that? Not nah, that even he just out there. He would just be like it. He would just be like he's comfortable, <laughs> bro. That's how Demar Derozan is. If Demar Derozan basically don't tie his shoes in the NBA, didn't know that, huh? Fun fact for the day. And it give you forty from mid range. All all bad shots. Like the shots Demar wants look like terrible shots. <laughs> like this is what you chose to take, bro. When he went off the one leg for game, hey, different, bro, bro. But but for real, I've heard Demar say. And then if you like ever look, yeah, I know watching the game you can't see his shoe, but like the like those sneaker watch Instagram pages and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because all Demar wears Kobe, so it'd be like Demar today. Today, Demar wearing the Kobe Four Pronto or whatever it's called. Yeah, and they just got a close up. But you can tell, like, like, dang, that shoe look loose. <laughs> because it's not thinking when you hoop, you tying, you pulling your string, your shoes tight way. and stuff. Yeah, bro, his look so loose, and the and the and the bow of the tie is like little. Mm-hmm. Cause you can tell it ain't like poor. Right, right. Like, ain't got, to have ain't got much real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, that's crazy. Cause I like my shoes tight, bro. But you like your regular shoes tight. Too. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> you just be walking around with regular tight shoes. Just be ready to hoop. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but 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 let me get back to uh it's testimonial though, right? So I was like, I was like, what is it about him? He's the only person that like take take away listening to me. He's the only he's the only person that I personally know from like day one that bought my stuff. Mm. For one. So take away listening to the he didn't he didn't get my phone number and hit me up or DM me and start asking me all kinds of questions. He he bought the course. Right. Started applying the information 
And then he would DM me from time to time asking me questions and stuff. I was like, oh, he's interested. I don't even know that he bought it at the time. It was just I, now knowing the time frame of stuff, when he would reach out and ask a question here and there, which was a very rare thing, might have two, three times max, maybe, if mm -hmm. that. He already had purchased the course. Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, oh, okay. Then he goes and he gets a deal. He made seventeen thousand dollars in in like ten days or something like that. Mm. I think he made seventeen thousand dollars in ten days. And then when my when my friend is still like a brother to me to this day, FaceTime FaceTime him so he could tell me. On FaceTime, he said, Yeah, I told your boy, like, why you ain't been doing this? And this is your brother. Mm. Like, you should have been. And all he had, all he could say was, he was like, You're right. Yeah. I'm like, somebody that I consider a brother, don't do nothing with the information. Somebody that I consider like, a homie, like you know, it's all love, but we don't talk like that. We don't right. see each other. I haven't, I haven't personally seen this. I haven't personally seen this dude in over a decade. Right? Maybe, maybe what over a decade for sure. Mm -hmm. As far as communication, we ain't talking. It might be like a, a double tap on Instagram or something. Mm. And then he tell he tells somebody that I consider like a brother, like I consider you a brother. Right. Like that's a friend. Like, you know, I don't play with that friend word like that. Yeah. Say, man, this your brother. Why you ain't been yeah. did this? Yeah. And then he texts and then he texts me this morning saying he got ten thousand off of a virtual deal. So I don't know how many other deals that he may or may not have closed. But just off of the seventeen thousand in ten days, and then he's saying this is a was a quick ten thousand. That's twenty seven thousand dollars that he's made within a few months' time. Right. That's more than I used to make in a year. Bro, that's crazy. And he just made in a few months. Yeah, bro. That's bro. Every time I be hearing you say that, even like if if. Like I'm working on some editing or something like that. I'd be like, I say the same thing every time. I'd be like, man, that's crazy. When you be talking about like the the uh, enterprise numbers, I'd be like, dog, <laughs> what? That's wild. <laughs> man, like, no, I made I made more I made more money in enterprise in 27. Mm, but that the was but was that was because of the hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because already outside of all that. Outside of all the extra, extra overtime I was working, when I got the job at Enterprise, you, I don't know what it is now, but at the time, you sign up for 49 hours. Like, that's what it is. You're supposed to work 49. Man. Because that's how they was like, that's how they base your salary. It's like everybody that came, you know, you're working nine hours of overtime a week. I didn't sign up for 60 and 70 hours. Like, yeah. I signed up for 49. And then my first location, it was that. It was 49 leaving. My manager, he made sure, because he already knows that's a lot. Mm -hmm. But me, you know, I'm broke. I'm out there. I'm trying. 
at first I'm like, I'm trying to milk it. I'm trying to get every yeah. minute, yeah. every second. <laughs> then he'd be like, Blake, go home. Blake, leave. Did you clock out? Blake, clock out. And then clock out, and then we can finish this conversation because he know I'm. I would really be trying to get the little extra three minutes. Yeah. So, at my first location with my first manager, it was very, which still is a lot of hours, bro, but if you had like 50 hours, 51 hours, it was very rare. He, he's like, yo, Blake, you work 51 hours this week. We got to go home early today. Go home mm-hmm. 30 minutes early. Mm-hmm. Go home. Uh, it's, it's a slow day today. Uh, go home. Yo, but it's not... Uh, what, what close? Go home. Man. You're working 49? You're working 49 this week? That's when they transferred me to the joint down 288 in the Service King. Man. That's when it got crazy. For y'all know, it, Service King, it's like the... It's like the, uh, the auto body shop. So... The auto body shop had an enterprise rental car inside, and most of our customer base was people that got in car accidents, and their insurance is sending their car to the service scheme to get repaired, and then their insurance is giving them the rental car from us. Stay busy. And at, and at the worst, we had me. We didn't even have no manager. We had two people. It was me, this chick that was an assistant manager. And one person cleaning cars, and the the people cleaning cars can only work part part time and couldn't work like no more than twenty hours a week. Mm. So it's it's me, her, somebody that can't work no more than twenty hours a week, whose job is to clean the cars, right? And about hundred seventy cars, bro. Whew. So look, I just thought of, <laughs> I just thought about this because somebody I, don't, I can't even say whose voice it is. I can't even think, but just the idea. Well, I think was, we got up to over two hundred cars. Actually, now I think about it, my fault. Nah, nah, you but good. You know how some people be like, and I and I I do believe this is true, but I'm just wondering, did it apply with this position with you? You know how it be like, you can't be a quote unquote like good boss until you be a good worker first. Like, did you take anything from Enterprise and working? I was a great worker at Enterprise. But I'm saying, did you take anything from it to be like to apply in your life or business or whatever? A lot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was my Enterprise was my first. Um, I learned a lot about sales. Mm, okay. Okay. <clears throat> That's the only reason I wanted to work for Enterprise. Mm. When I said I was going to move, move to Houston, I, I done said the story time and time again. I, I Googled best city to move to. At the time, for every category I was looking at, Houston was in the top three. Um, I was looking for uh, average income for black people. That was like one of the things I was Googling. Like the highest cities where black people was earning was like Houston, Atlanta, D.C. D.C., yeah, for sure. And uh, I can't remember where else, but them three for sure. Houston, Atlanta, D.C. Charlotte. I was looking at like uh, cost per living. Uh, everything, it was like Houston was top three, four of everything. And then you lived down there at the time. So it was like a connection of somebody I knew versus 
I don't know nobody in D.C. Right. I don't know nobody for real in Atlanta. I don't know nobody for real in whatever other city it might have been. Right. Uh, and I thought about moving to Nashville, too. Thought really? Thought about moving to Nashville, too. I ain't know, yeah. I ain't know that. Why Nashville? And it, it was like ranking mm. higher and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was like closer, closer to home. Yeah, yeah. Got a dollar? All right, bet. Look, what if I told you that for that dollar, you can get access to every course, training, and ebook from a seven figure entrepreneur? Information that has people having five figure months, six figure years, and firing their jobs. Then what if I told you for that dollar, you get an opportunity to be a 50 50 business partner with said seven figure entrepreneur, where you literally get to learn while you earn? And then what if I told you for that dollar, you get additional training from other six, seven, and eight figure entrepreneurs? And this is all updated weekly. And then what if I told you for that dollar, a member within the community is given $500 each and every week? Does that sound like something that you're interested in? If so, go ahead, click the link and join a community of like-minded individuals that's focused on getting to the bag just like you. For that $1, you can get access to the community for one entire week. After that week, if you like it, which I know you're going to love it, it's only less than a dollar a day after that. Literal pennies. We are showing people that it is crowded at the top. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, so like I never had like a dream job or wanting any like certain career path or anything like that. Like even even when I uh, went to college, like they asked me, what did you want your major to be? I knew I always was interested in business and I always since a kid wanted to like own my own business and stuff. That's why I was in the mm. college of business at, at school. Mm. And it gets time to pick a major that's like, what do you want to major in? I asked the lady, I remember Miss Terry too. My whole time in college, I never I never met my academic advisor one time or something. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you what they look like. <laughs> Their name. Nothing. That sound about right. Shout out to Miss Terry. There was some lady, uh, I don't know if you knew Miss Terry. There was some lady named Miss Terry that was in uh, in the College of Business. And somehow she, she basically acted as my advisor. We would just be rocking. So I was like, what's the point mm -hmm. in seeing who my advisor is? She would be doing so much stuff for me. And um, <clears throat> asked Miss Terry, I said, what makes the most money? Mm. She said marketing. That's why. That's why my majors in marketing. Cause really? I just asked what makes. Yeah, hey, I said. <laughs> I was like, pick a business. Pick a. Uh, you gotta pick a major. A business is too general. Uh, yeah, true. And I was like, and I flat out just said, what makes the most money? She said marketing. I said, all right. She's like, uh, but that's too general too. I was like, what makes the most money in marketing? She said, sales. I said, all right. So I have a, so my major's marketing with a professional sales concentration. It's the only reason I picked it. Man, that's crazy. So, and here why'd you, you pick are. your major? I picked my major because, like, I'm a, all right, so long story short, I'm a numbers guy and, when I when I first got in there, it was computer science because I wanted to do computer engineering. Southern ain't have it. Computer science was boring, so I went into accounting because I like numbers. That was even worse. 
So I'm like, at this point, I'm like two years in, two and a half years or something like that. I'm like, okay, what can I take where I don't lose credits? So it's finance. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we picked two different. I, I, just, I said, what <laughs> make the most money? <laughs> I'm out here like doing what I love, trying to figure out what I'm going to love to do. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, you know, and I, I had this conversation with my neighbor yesterday. I couldn't be a regular student. Like, if I didn't hoop, I wouldn't I wouldn't have went to college. Mm. So I, I treated I treated college just like I treated like high school and stuff. I thought it was BS. Mm. Like high school, the when I got to pick my electives. I would pick like stuff that I thought I could use for whenever I did whatever I'm didn't know what I wanted to do in business one day. Yeah. So like I, I picked uh like I picked the accounting class in in high school because it like I it was elective. I, I'm like, I don't wanna take PE two. <laughs> I'ma take <laughs> I'ma take accounting. Yeah. Or uh that was like an economics class I, I took in high school. Like so, I I was treating college the same. I'm like, this is BS. But let me pick something where is I, I could maybe learn something from, which mm -hmm. I didn't learn nothing. But I'm there. You got to pick a major. So I was like, shoot, what make the most money in this building? Like out of the stuff, marketing, bet sales, bet marketing with professional sales concentration. So when I got in the real world. Like I said, I never wanted like a, a actual job. I had any aspirations or any goal. Like I never thought of a job, but I knew sales make money outside of Miss Terry telling me that in college, if I just observe and look around to make money in the world, you have to sell something. Right. Everybody that's really making money sells something. Yep. Everybody that's not making money is not in anything that sells something. Very true. They're in like a, a like a, a nurse ain't what well, travel nurses be making some bread. Yeah, they yeah they do. Yeah, they do. Especially in the pandemic. I knew some travel nurses was making like 40, 50 a month type yeah. shit. Yeah. Them travel nurses be getting to it. But even still... But still, but they but they work so much. Exactly. And I was going to say, like, on the grand scheme of things, like, relative to, like, like the, the highest paid travel nurse relative to, like, the person who's killing it in sales is not even a close. Yeah, it's not, it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. Like, at all. Like, it's definitely levels, bro. Yeah, for sure. It's like, definitely levels, bro. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna hit up Elon and be like, hey bro, we were talking about you and a travel nurse. <laughs> and, and and then and then even the time aspect of it, because uh I mean my homegirl, she had a she had a gig of, like in some like where was it? Well, somewhere night with like nice weather and like like somewhere where you were vacation. I can't remember if it was somewhere in Cali or Florida, but it was like beach. Mm -hmm. She was like on the beach and stuff. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, that's what's up. You gonna get the uh kick your feet up, ball? She's like, nah, honestly, I 
Only time I'm gonna have the chill is to sleep. Man. And eat. I'm like, so you out there for 40 days or however long it was and can't like even experience. Yeah. I be feeling uh, like they do 60 hours like a week. Like have no months. fun, put your toes in the sand or nothing. Yeah, they be they be doing like sixty hours, right? Or am I tripping? Yeah, it was it was something crazy. Yeah, it was something crazy. But 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 the sales. That's why I worked for Enterprise because I was like, well, if I'm am going to have a job, it's going to be I I don't want a job, but until I figure out something to do for myself in business and entrepreneurship. I got to have a job. I need some money. Right. So it's going to be something in sales. So I start Googling what are the top sales? Who makes the most money in sales? I came up to a, a pharmaceutical sales. They made what I thought at the time decent money. Mm-hmm. I got, a, I got a, a friend that I went to high school with. I think he lives in Columbus right now. Um. He's the only person that I happen to know that's that was in pharmaceutical sales. We went to the same high school. I hooped. He played soccer. He was like he was like one of the top goal. He might have been the top goalie in the state or something. Like mm. he was cold. Yeah. Uh, shout out, shout out to Sammy, man. His name's Sammy Short. Hope you're doing well. If you happen to see this, Sammy I always Short. liked you. Yeah. That's but uh, last I heard. Yeah, he got he got a good name, man. As I seen, Sammy had like a nice family, nice house up in Columbus and stuff. Uh, I think he in medical device sales now, like upgraded from pharmaceutical sales. But I wanted to work in pharmaceutical sales, so the only person that I knew was Sammy. I hit up Sammy. I was like, "Hey, bro, um, how you get into pharmaceutical sales?" He's like. You need sales experience. <laughs> I was like, how am I, how am I gonna get sales experience? He said, you know what you should do? Go work for Enterprise. I'm like, Enterprise. He's like, yeah, Enterprise run a car. Go work for Enterprise. They have a good uh uh management sales trainee program. Mm. It'll look good on your resume because Enterprise, it's 100% sales. People in this industry, if you work at Enterprise and they see that you've been through the management sales trainee program, it'll it'll just look good. That's the only reason I... That's the only reason I worked at Enterprise because I thought I wanted to get into pharmaceutical sales. Mm. That's it. That's the only reason. And everybody, I don't know if they've changed it which I don't see why they would change it. Probably still the same. Everybody that works at Enterprise, everybody's in the management sales trainee program starting off. When it's like you mm-hmm. do these sales, hit these numbers, pass this, what they call the grill, then you get like promoted to assistant manager and then manager and all, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So I worked at Enterprise to get sales experience to get a pharmaceutical sales job. And I had bought a book. Um, I had bought a book called, uh, I can't remember the exact title, but it was something like How to Land a Pharmaceutical Sales Interview in 10 Days or something like that. I bought a book. 
And when I was staying with you, when I was sleeping on your floor, bro, in between time, even though I got, because I don't know if you remember, bro, I might have came to your crib on like a, a, a Tuesday and my interview with Enterprise was on Thursday. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I do. Like I, I set up the interview before I came down. Mm-hmm. And that was the only interview I had set up. So I went to that interview. And then in the meantime, before they got back to me, because I had to go to, before I heard back from them, because I had to go to a second interview, when you would be gone at work, I would be at, uh, think of where you lived at in Pearland, bro. There's like a Kelsey Seabold around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some other building. Bro, I would be in my suit at Kelsey Seabold with, with my resume. Even though nothing was on my resume, <laughs> I was, all I had, <laughs> only work experience I had was cleaning parking lots at night. But I jazzed it up like, yeah, uh, 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 automotive parking lot <laughs> a, a technician or something. I don't, I don't remember, but because in my head, you know, I was in like go get it mode, and you know my situation. And, and I had a girl about to come down and stuff. And for one, I ain't want to just be staying at your crib. Yeah. Neither. Love you, but I ain't want to be. So, <laughs> so like, and also just off of some <clears throat> optics type stuff, even though I don't, this is probably the first time you ever hearing me saying this. I ain't want you to come home from work and then just see me there chilling. Like, I ain't did nothing all day. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can I can understand that. I definitely wouldn't have been thinking like that, but but I but this is how I'm thinking. But this is how I'm thinking. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I'm like, I don't know if Enterprise is gonna hit. For one, I don't know if they even gonna hit me back for the second interview. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I gotta. And I'm thinking Houston. I came down here. Pharmaceutical sales got the biggest uh, med center in the country in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is. I'm gonna make these connections. I'm gonna meet somebody selling some pharmaceuticals. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't know the I didn't know the city like that. So at first, when you would leave, I remember going to like that Kelsey Seabold and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I would, um, I would just be chilling in my car, just sitting there, have resume. Uh, printing out resumes and stuff and I would just be sitting and then I would wait till I would see somebody walking with like one of them carts with the wheels and dragging because mm-hmm. out for my research that's what the pharmaceutical salespeople do all day go to doctor's offices and wheel the whatever it is that they selling behind them right. into the stuff so I'm seeing right. people wheel the stuff I'm like oh they they're going one <laughs> You like you like J. Cole waiting on Jay-Z to pull up to the studio. <laughs> so I'm just sitting in the I'm just sitting in the parking lot, Kelsey Seabold, and then I'm just and then as soon as I see somebody, a dude with like a suit on or a town or something with the thing, or a woman with a little Hillary Clinton suit, or a little blouse with a little work skirt, <laughs> and them little bitty heels with the dragging the thing. Um, I, I run up my car. Oh, excuse me, sir. Uh, would you happen to be in pharmaceutical sales? Yes. Oh, hi, my name's Blake. I'm just, I really want to get into the industry, blah, blah, blah. Here's my resume. I'm just handing resumes just to people. Like, <laughs> people that say it worked, bro. I'm just handing my resumes because I didn't know who to. Yeah. 
like how you would start with it. And then I would be going in the medical center and would just be doing the same thing, just looking for anybody rolling with a <laughs> with a little rolling thing. <laughs> and then and then I started then I started to um to just go to random people. I would just I was just Googling random doctor's offices. And I was just going to random doctor's offices and being like, hand on my resume and be like, hey, whenever the pharmaceutical sales guy come, can you handle this? <laughs> yeah, there was a, a, a five four black guy who came by earlier and said he wanted me to give this to you. <laughs> oh, and they're just throwing it away. Uh, but then I got the job with Enterprise, and it was it was all sales. So like when you say like, did I take anything from it? Yeah, I never had sales experience before until that, and I learned. And and one thing that I learned, the main thing that I learned from Enterprise about sales is how to sell wrong. Mm, mm. And thank Houston. Houston is the what number four, three. Third or fourth largest city in the country. Fourth. Houston's the fourth largest city in the country. For enterprise, I was the I was one of the top salespeople in the city. You know, I would always go to them awards things every month and they would give me the trophies and stuff. So in my mind, I'm like, shoot, if I'm one of the top salespeople in this in the fourth largest city, I'm probably one of the top Probably one of the top dogs in the in the country. Like, come on. That's how I'm thinking. In the world, Craig. <laughs> yeah. But but the way that I was taught to sell from them through training and what I experienced and what I was being taught in the actual branches was two different things. Mm. So of course you're gonna adapt to what you see every single day. Mm. And from what I know now of sales and from my experience and how I sell stuff now and from, you know, you know, I'm a big studier of people. Right. And from, uh, for one, what Neo's taught me in his mentorship and then from like, I'm, I really be studying like Myron Golden and stuff. Now I don't sell anything now. Right. For enterprise, I was I was selling stuff, and a lot of people don't like salesmen, or a lot of people they say like, oh, I don't want to get into like they want to be an entrepreneur, or be in business, but they'd be like, I don't want, I don't like sales though, I don't want to be in sales. Like, right, you know, it got like a bad connotation to it because a lot of people feel like sales salesmen or salespeople are like cons, right? Like they mm -hmm. feel con. And what I realize now is that when I worked at Enterprise, I was convincing people to upgrade, convincing people to get this extra insurance or whatever on the rental car. And what I realize is when you're convincing people, there's kind in front of convincing. Mm -hmm. You're you're conning people into this stuff. Mm -hmm. I would be doing shady stuff with at Enterprise to get people to sign stuff. I'm like, that's why I didn't feel good because I'm convincing. Mm -hmm. versus persuasion that's two they're two totally separate things convincing somebody versus persuading now all I do is persuade people right right when you're persuading people all you're doing is showing them 
that you have something available that they already want anyways. Mm-hmm. I was getting people at Enterprise to buy stuff that they didn't want. Yeah. And then they they don't feel happy about the, the buying experience versus if you just persuade somebody to get what they already want anyways. Right. They're happy to give you they're happy to give you the money. Neo didn't sell me into a fifty-five thousand dollar mentorship. He presented something that fits the that fits a need in my life. Mm-hmm. And you remember, I was happy. I was happy as soon as I gave him. Yeah. Like I was happy as hell. Like I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you legit, you you were already ready to do it. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, Ali, you was just waiting on. The- I didn't know. I didn't know how much it costed though. I right. just, I knew he was gonna offer something, and I was like, whatever you offer, I'm getting it. Yeah. See. It just so happened that when I heard him say fifty five thousand, I was like, ooh, that much. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, ooh, wee, that's a. But I but I needed to but I. Outside of stuff I've learned, just spending that much taught me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, like that instantly turned me into like a a premium buyer. Right, right. So now, so now with a lot of stuff, I'm like, I want, I want the best. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I might would be like, oh, uh, how much it costs? Yeah. Uh, and let's let's do a little bargain shop now. I'm like, what, what's the, what's the best thing you got? You tell me what's the best thing you got. All right, what's better than that? <laughs> so right. I can get because I see I see the value in things. Mm. Just paying him all that money, which I'm saying all that money is it's not <laughs> it's not all that money. But at the time, what I thought was a lot, what I thought was me paying him a lot of money. I started to I instantly started to look at stuff different and see the value in things. Mm-hmm. Like like broke people broke people know how much everything costs but the value of nothing. Right. Where successful people see the see the value in stuff first and don't even and the cost secondly. Broke people they know how much everything costs but don't see the value of nothing. So they look and think something expensive and don't see the value of it versus, so they're like, how much does it cost? Where somebody like myself, I'll be like, what value does it bring? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So somebody else, oh, 55,000, man, it costs too much. What's it going to cost me to not have this information for 55,000? So, and as we all know, as I've told you multiple times, it didn't cost me $55,000 for the mentorship. It cost me $3 million because I, I quickly learned that I lost, I missed out on $3 million. Right, right. Like, in, like instantly, I was like, yo, I, I missed out on like two and a half, three million dollars $3 easy. Yeah. That's what it cost me, opportunity cost. It didn't cost me $55,000. It, not getting it, not having the information sooner cost me three million. So Yeah. Yeah. But thank God. <laughs> thank God you got it now. <laughs> it's, it's but regardless, so but but I'm just saying, like outside of outside of actual uh 
implemental stuff like strategy stuff do a b c d e f g it's just it's just like a mind frame of thinking like right like now i'm really thinking of everything forget the cost how much is it gonna cost me to not mm-hmm. right do this how much is it gonna cost me to not have this information how much is it gonna cost me to not attend this event and then even with not like you were saying, even with knowing the value, if you lead with the with with wanting to know the value, then the cost is really irrelevant. Bro, I heard uh uh my homie Carter, he's in he's in the same mastermind I'm in. I think since he's been in it, he's he's probably made like two hundred seventy five, three hundred thousand, something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if he didn't pay fifty five thousand, he wouldn't have made two hundred seventy five thousand. Right. Did it? What did it cost him to get in it? Nothing for real. Exactly, that was an investment. Yeah, but people don't see the people don't see the investment. They they look at everything as a cost. Mm-hmm. Cost association. But like I tell, I tell somebody like to run ads, and then they don't see an instant. They run ads two, three days. I'm like, you ain't even got enough data back to right. to read nothing. Right. They run them for they run them for a week, bro. I spent I spent sixty dollars, bro. I ain't making no, <laughs> it. It cost me sixty dollars, and then they cut it off, and I'm be like. I'd be like, bro, you looking at the cost. For one, look at it as you're buying data that mm. you can study and then put some money into it. Like I, I had a uh, I haven't started running YouTube ads yet, but I was on the YouTube ads call yesterday. He was saying for YouTube ads, he suggests um he suggested at least spending like two, three thousand, two thousand dollars in just testing. Mm-hmm. Somebody else, us, the way that all of us in the group that was on the call think, we like, oh, okay. Somebody else would be like, dang, it costs $2,000 to. Right. And and probably not be profitable on it. No. We're spending $2,000 to get some data mm-hmm. so we can start to to look at some stuff. Right. I call with, with my Facebook ads guy. Um, say ads for the community or whatever. You know, my community is fairly new. So, and we haven't, I haven't really ran many ads yet. But he's like, all right, once we get into like five months of running ads, then we'll five, six months of running ads for the community, then we'll have some data to look at. Somebody else will be like, what? You want me to spend all this money for five, six months? Right. Just, to, just so we can look at some numbers? <laughs> <laughs> but but the the community's different than like just a product that somebody buys and leaves. Like this is a monthly recurring revenue system, right? And so I need some all that. Yeah, so I need some time to see how long does the average subscriber stay. That takes time. Mm-hmm. Do they stay for? 
three months? Do they stay for six months? Do they stay for eight? Do they stay for a year? Do they stay for 18 months on average? I don't know. I'm not going to learn that. And if I just open up a community where all the members are paying a monthly subscription, I'm not going to know how long does the average member stay in three weeks. Right. It needs some time for that. So then, once we know, I'm just making up numbers. Let's say the average person stays for six months. All right, the average person stays for six months. A six months worth of subscription, you get this much in revenue from the average person that stays for six months. So if we know that we're going to get this much income on average from the person, we can spend this much in marketing to get the person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If the average person, I'm just making up numbers, if the average person spends $200, we can spend $100 to acquire the customer. Right. Versus you don't know because you just quit running stuff because you ain't got you ain't got your ends back in, in four days. <laughs> you ain't. Do you have a uh like a like a general uh percentage that you like to stay at with acquiring customers? It depends on the product. Mm-hmm. Well that's why I was saying percentage if, if a, versus like a an actual number. You said a percentage of what? Now a percentage versus like just a set number. So like if it's like like it just in general, is there like a twenty percent, thirty percent, fifty percent, or what's too high? Like, nah, I ain't gonna spend seventy percent of what the product is to get that customer. I like to stay around a certain level. Nah, like I like I said, it, it depends on the product. Cause like, like I'm cool with with spending half of what something costs. I mean, half of what the price of something is because mm-hmm. you're doubling up. Mm-hmm. But but sometimes the stuff is running and say it starts off at say it starts off at me two X in my money or three X in my money, but then it starts to tail off. Mm-hmm. It's still in my mind, the way I look at it, it's still f- free money coming in. Mm-hmm. So if I'm so if I'm making uh, if I'm making two dollars off of every dollar I spend, I'm I'm doubling it, right? But right. then let's say if it goes down and I'm making seventy cents off of each dollar that I spend, so a lot of people they would be like, you know, they was they would stop for every hundred dollars you spend, you you making seventy dollars, mm-hmm. right? For every thousand dollars you spend, you making seven hundred dollars. That would stop to me. I'm like, what? Well, Let's just keep on just getting the money till it ain't working no more. Yeah. I might have something with like a dip down to like a 1.4 or something. Row is like for every dollar you spend, you're making a dollar 40 cents. Right, right. So you make a 40, 40 cents profit basically. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, that's not a good return. But at scale, it's it's decent money at scale. Like if you selling a lot of something, like say with ninety nine problems, like I sold a I sold a lot of them, and there's 
the marketing budget, the more money you spend, the uh, the uh, profit margins decrease. The more money, yeah, <clears throat> but you make more money off of the off of the the scale off of all the yeah scale. So like if you selling something on a on a small level. If you're selling something on a small level, like, yeah, you want them big return because you're not selling a lot of them. If I'm selling uh, something at $100 and I'm only selling five of them a month, mm-hmm. you need you need that, that, crazy that big return. Out. Like, yeah. you need that. Yeah, because... And for y'all, no ROAS stands for return on ad spend, but... If I'm selling uh, ten thousands of some something a month, you may not need it to be. You know, you may not need your prop your margin to be like as big because you're selling so many of them. Right. So it's like if if somebody messes around and spends, if somebody messes around and spends, uh. Seventy dollars or sixty dollars. You spend sixty dollars and make a hundred dollars. Most people and I can they wouldn't look at that as as good money, right? But I'm like, shoot, that's a what? That's a forty percent on your money. Is that the right man? Yeah, yeah. Mm, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but but it. But at scale, say you spend, say you spend sixty dollars to make a hundred dollars, or you spend six dollars to make ten dollars. You spend six dollars to make ten dollars on that little scale. You like, man, what's the point? It's, I made four dollars. Right. You spend sixty dollars and make a hundred dollars. Yeah, you still like. Mm. Or if you mess around, you spend six hundred thousand and make a million. Like you. Right. You you mad at the four hundred, right? But so that's why I said it's not like a set percentage. It, it depends on what the product is and how how is it at scale or is it here? Because mm-hmm. that's two two whole separate things. things. Yeah, and, and I'm there now with it mentally. Whereas before it was like, man, I need to. You know, especially from the communities we come from, it's like everybody want to double up. Mm-hmm. And that ain't like, even realistic, for real. And I'm and I hate I, I really hate to use the word realistic, but you know what I'm saying. Very like, realistic. I but, don't because it's very so. Realistic. So this is this is what I'm saying. I'm saying like because I was about to take it into, like if we talking about investments or what to do with your money versus like saving and stuff like that. Like I'm saying like the other option. A lot of times people don't invest into either uh, financial markets or even into themselves because they don't, they feel like they're not going to get a certain, the certain return that we accustomed to seeing, like the double ups and all that type of stuff. So I, I was going to, I was going to take it into that type of deal. Like, you even something as simple as investing into the you know stock market like S and P or something like that. You getting ten to fifteen percent invest return on your investment. Oh so like, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. People looking at that, yeah, and people don't look at that that ten fifteen percent as no money. They don't think it's worth their time. But like I said, they don't think it's 
a good return because they got a little bit of money in it. Mm-hmm. And then right. they'll go see somebody on then they'll go see somebody on uh on Instagram or something. They'll go see uh, I'll be shouting out so many people when this podcast blow up. I need y'all to uh, <laughs> connect with me because I be telling people people be tapped into these like I be introducing people to a whole new audience. I mean introducing people to somebody that they didn't even know exists. Mm-hmm. Like They'll go on Instagram and see somebody like uh, this guy named Chris Johnson. I told you about Chris yeah. Johnson. They'll see him do a, a stock play or something, and he makes and he makes ten uh, percent on it, or fifteen percent, whatever the number you just said. Say he say he makes ten percent on like a quick little swing trade or something, mm-hmm. and then these. Then I, I see it in real time. People be in his comments or whatever, or he'll like make a post and talk about something. He's like, "Y'all looking at it wrong. Like, you made the same. Per- I told y'all to play. You made the same percentage as I made. I just put way more money in it than than right. y'all did. You put a hundred dollars in it. You ma- you made a hundred ten dollars. You made ten dollars off of your hundred dollars. Right." He's like, I just happened to put three hundred thousand dollars into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, Yeah, I, yeah, I made this. Uh, I made this thirty thousand dollars today. I made thirty thousand dollars a day, and he'll show it. And then they'd be like, Oh man, man, we can't. But they don't. They don't. It's like they can't see the forest amongst the trees. Right. Because they're like, man, this dude just made 30 that No, he made 10% on his money today. Right. You can do the same thing. It's just you're looking at your 10% different. Because either for one, you don't have the, have the money to invest, or you're scared mm-hmm. to do it. So it'd be the same. Like, it's not a set percentage. It's like, I got to know what we, what we doing, what we talking about. What is the, like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that ten, that twenty percent, that twenty percent be looking different, and and different stuff. Mm. Like I've seen this one guy I know that run ads for a lot of people. He was showing one of his clients. They had made like, uh, I think he said, I think they made like two million, uh, maybe three million, three million so far on the year. Was it three or four? I don't know. Let's say it's three million. Mm-hmm. And he was showing like the spend. And it was like, yeah, a lot of people would say this is a bad return. Like they spent like two million. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you mad? Like you mad at making a million dollars? Right, right. Like a lot of people be like, oh, this is a bad row ass. He's like, make a million dollars. Yeah. So I guess it's just levels. Like, what do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially, especially. Or maybe they spent like like close to two million. It might have been like one point eight or something. One point mm-hmm. nine, but basically two million and got like three million. So I was like, yeah, a lot of people would be like, oh, that's a that's a bad. That's only a one point five ROAS or whatever. 
for every dollar you spend, you only made a dollar fifty. You only made fifty cents on every dollar. But they doing big numbers. Yeah, I'm sure whoever that is was like, yeah, give me, yeah, bro, give me my million. Yeah, for sure. Cause you still up. <laughs> even even on the lower scale, you still up. You still up. Yeah, and then that's why I'm like, and when you're talking big money, that's why I say it's different. When you're talking big money, stuff ain't, who said it? Was it, spend, was it Jada? I'm trying to think. Spend six, make 12 back, and that's a crack flip. Like, that's how we think, our our mm-hmm. our communities, because we, we either come from that, seen that, look at some entertainers, rappers on TV or something. Look at a movie or something, a mm-hmm. TV show, and we think everything about the Nipsey got the you know a little nip, double up, like everything's the. Yeah. But at, at big scales, bro, you think everything's like a double up for whole when he talking billions? Not at all. Like they over here doing stuff. They over here doing stuff like for twelve percent. Mm-hmm. Cause that, cause that twelve percent on three hundred million is is a little different than twelve percent off of three hundred dollars, right? And then, it, and then the money's still moving and working. Like mm-hmm. money got to move. Anything that stays stagnant, anything that stays stagnant and stays still, like decomposes and breaks down. <laughs> it's the same with money. If your money just sitting. It's gonna, it's it's going to die. Yeah, like it gotta stay moving. Just like a car, you sit your car out front, you don't drive it. Car gonna break down, bro. That's so real. Cause with money, it works in like both realms. Like it works in the physical realm that way, and it works in your bank account that way. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's all true. No matter how you slice. I it. I learned the I learned the hard way. Go go make a bunch of money. You get happy at seeing some fake numbers on the computer, on the phone screen, want to keep it instead of putting it to work. Mm-hmm. And it 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 disappears. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. dis- it disappears. Yeah, most definitely. Whereas I could have had them numbers on that screen disappear somewhere else to get more numbers on the screen. Right. Cause it's like it's gonna disappear regardless. So like, where is it gonna disappear to? Is it gonna go out? To? Yeah, yeah, that's real. Cause it sit right there, and especially you start making more money, you start acquiring, you start acquiring more things that cost more money. Mm-hmm. But you, but you sitting there trying to hold it. Yeah, you, this stuff still costs. Yeah. Stuff still costs. Man, that's too real. Money going, bro. So anything that sits, anything, anything you can think of, if it just sits, it's a wrap. It's going, it's going to, it's going to deteriorate. And I wish somebody could give me an example of something that don't, outside of like a Big Mac. 
or honey? Because I haven't seen that. <laughs> nah, I've seen some. I've seen some honey. Really? I thought I read somewhere that like even like that's why the Egyptians were like storing like they can go find some honey right now in the, in the pyramids. It get it's it it get all like sugary. Like it looked like sugar and could be clumping up and stuff. Mm. I must think so. Or maybe it wasn't real. Or maybe it wasn't real honey. Yeah, right. That's why. That's what I heard. Like honey, honey doesn't go bad, <coughs> bro. Some I know it's way off subject, but some about bees, bro, is like, cause even beekeepers live the longest. Honey don't go bad. You seen a, a dumbass Rudy Gobert? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. What he out with the bees right now after the season? Something wrong with something wrong with that dude, man. I'm sure he's a I'm sure he's a great intelligent. It's just it's just that stuff he did with the with the with that virus and the microphones back when it was new. Just got just got him looking dumb all the time. Bro, who who did they play first round? The Mavs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The close the closeout game where the Mavs beat them mm-hmm. <laughs> to close out game, Rudy Gobert got bee stings in his face. His whole face was swollen that uh in that deciding game. He went out hiking or something that day or the day before? He he got bees at the crib. And he's out there messing with the bees on game day and got stung. And then gonna take a selfie. Then gonna take a selfie, post it on social media, and then say the caption: "It be your own bees." I said, "If anything, don't post it, uh, bro." No, nah, I I I was not aware of that, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. He 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 looking like uh he looking like Martin on a uh, on a. Uh... <laughs> nah, nah. See my. The Martin I'm thinking of ain't the Martin you think. You thinking of the episode where he was boxing. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of Hitman. <laughs> no, nah, I'm saying I'm saying the the, the movie, the uh, state trooper movie Martin was in with the white oh, dude uh, with the mustache. Yeah, um uh blue uh But you know what I'm talking about though. Yeah, with, with the diamond. No. You talking about not Blue Street? You don't know no. That was no, Blue no Street. The the movie. Bro. The movie. No, the, uh, cop not movie. Blue Street. Oh, no. Martin was in another cop movie. <laughs> I, I said with the white dude with the mustache. Uh, he was oh. trying out for the po- <laughs> yeah, when- with the police academy, and it's <laughs> yeah. like the white dude. It was a bee, and the white dude was trying to kill the bee. Bro, that's and Blue Martin's Street. allergic to bees, and his. No, it's not. I'm gonna tell you why I know because, because remember, bro, bro, listen. I'm trying to make you not look dumb on this <laughs> podcast right now. I'm I one. know Blue Street, bro. Blue Street, Blue Street is one of my favorite movies, bro. Dave Chappelle, I cut your balls off and hand them to you. And when he's a pizza man with the mess up teeth and the braids and stuff, I know Blue Street. I'm talking about the movie where he's. Uh, trying out for the police academy, and he, like a state trooper, 
like the state troopers and stuff. And uh, oh, and he was like, and he's a security Martin. guard. No, we're gonna figure it out. I don't know. You you know of no social references, bro. I'm explaining to you the movie. You obviously haven't seen it. I've seen all the Martin movies. No, you haven't. There's a scene in this movie. Martin, he doesn't make he doesn't make the police team or whatever. He's tripping. He's driving the car up. Uh, the dummies is coming up where they like. Uh, Shoot the shoot the victim, the dummies holding it. He shoots, he shoots all the white people. The there's a uh, there's a dummy with a gun. He's black with a mask on. He's somebody Martin was supposed to shoot. He shot everybody except the black dude. He was like, yeah, this brother's obviously needed help. Anyways, bro, National the scene security. in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about Blue Streak. Yeah. Blue Streak is a Blue Streak is a black cult classic. I know what Blue Streak is, bro. Hey, it was and close. you haven't seen that. You I haven't have. seen that. I've seen all Martin. Martin's my favorite. I've seen all Martin stuff. Then you wouldn't have. Then you wouldn't have said me when I described the white dude with a big mustache and a buzz cut. You wouldn't have said Blue Streak. No, because I had him in my mind because he was funny. He had the the attitude problem. It was in my brain, but I kept thinking Blue Street because of the cops. The cops was throwing me off. And but I'm saying that B stuff. Yeah. There was a scene. He was he was uh, grabbed his baton and he's like trying to hit the B, and then the, some yeah, got their camera out. They're like, oh, <laughs> and it looked like he beating Martin. And yeah. Martin's face was all swollen because he got stoned. He was allergic to bees. Yeah. And the dude lost his the dude the white dude lost his job. They had to go be a security officer because they got him for put, uh, police brutality. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Rudy Gobert, game day. He he keeps bees at his crib, man. He go out there on game day and messing with the bees and get stung and his face all swole. And he posts a picture on the way to the game, like, be your own bees. Man, Charles Barkley was like, bees are not pets. <laughs> And Shaq, you already know Shaq don't like Rudy. He was like, come on, man. Come on, man. On game day? He's like, if you don't sit your ass on game day, man. Kenny, on game day? No, man. No, man. You know, Shaq hates every center in the league except for uh, Aiton. He he coming around on Embiid now. He coming around on yeah, and then be yeah. now finally. Yeah, and beat had to have else. a whole season, a whole, a whole thirty and twelve season for Shaq. To, <laughs> golly, talk about standards. <laughs> look, look, man, I don't know how we got on hoop talk from uh, from pharmaceutical sales, but I think it's a good time to wrap it up. <laughs> so look, this. This podcast has been brought to you by the It's Crowded at the Top community. Come check it out for less than a dollar a day. Come join a community of like-minded individuals, all entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs, and get training from other six, seven, and eight-figure entrepreneurs. It's crazy. I'm telling you. I can't think of, I honestly can't think of anything else that has more value for less than a dollar a day. I I had a conversation with one of my mentors the other day about what can you even buy for a dollar anymore. And we couldn't think of nothing but like maybe thumbtacks. 
what thing? What can you go? If you had a, <laughs> if you had a dollar to spend right now, bro, what could you go buy? Like for real, for real, for real. Nothing that you want to buy. <laughs> like you don't want to buy. No, nah, just think. Just tell me anything. Anything. One individually wrapped now and later at the <laughs> at the checkout at the corner store. <laughs> like, that's can it. you can you still do that? I'm sure. I haven't done it in in forever, but I'm in the right spots. I'm pretty sure they got one, one individually mm. wrapped now and later at the bodega. <laughs> I don't know if you can still do that. Maybe not, but that's just the only thing that come to mind. Other than that. Cause you can't even get the two. Remember the twenty twenty five cent bag of chips, like a dollar nine right now. Bro, that chips ain't been twenty five cents since like ninety seven. Man, but they they used to be twenty five. Then they went. I remember like it was yesterday. Then it was thirty four, and then it was forty nine, and then it was like sixty seven. And I was just like, man, you, you gonna be you gonna be one of them dudes talking about it. It's gonna be year two thousand forty two. You can be like, man, eggs used to be a dollar. <laughs> man, why why these eggs why these eggs fifteen dollars? Man, they used to be. Bro, I used to be able to go get some eggs for three dollars, <laughs> and now they sixteen. Bro, I was talking to somebody like a week ago. They was like, yeah, for a dollar or two, we can get a loaf of bread, some meat, some cheese. I was like, what's this nineteen <laughs> twelve? For the dollar, bro. This dude yesterday, <laughs> not, I can't make a. I be getting in the rant, most random conversations. I'm talking to this dude yesterday. He tell me that his his grandparents was it his grandparents or great grandparents? <clears throat> I think he says grandparents or whatever. Back, they used to sell rabbit manure. Oh wow. For three, <laughs> I have never in my life heard anything remotely close to that. He said they used to sell rabbit manure for three hundred dollars. To who? In the seventies, in the seventies. Boy, that's like a brick of powder he, he, today. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he was like, it's three hundred dollars, three hundred dollars in the seventies, good money. Because, because he was telling me something about um, uh, most random convo, bro. <clears throat> I walk to the park, I go shoot some jumpers, and um, this dude's there, and he come, and I. I I really just go just to move my body, bro. I got like a little a little regimen just to get my heart pumping a little bit. Mm-hmm. I go just jog up and jog up and down, shoot or whatever light stuff. You know, I ain't no athlete. I don't need to be. I'm not trying to be in no athlete shape. I just want to move. Not for real, because a lot of people that work out, I'll be like, bro, what are you training? What are you doing? <laughs> like you're a human. You're a regular human. Why are you training like you're like you're a a, a world class athlete? Cause what what is it gonna cost that person if they don't? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Kill kill that noise. We ain't we ain't wrapping up yet. We gonna have this quick little combo, then we gonna wrap up. Look.
those gym heads, like the people that's really, that really, really, really in the gym, I'd be like, why are you not making no money off of this with all the time you spend here? You in so much shape and broke. Mm. What is the point? Mm. Like, like, bro, people, I'd be like, they, they be in the gym so much. I'd be like, when do you have the time to make money? I'd be like, why don't you, why don't you at least turn into a personal trainer or something? That's what you're doing, anyways. Right. So yeah, you talk, you talking about just that dude who just in there, just, just for like to look at himself in the mirror and be able to walk around with a tight shirt. And bro, <laughs> don't make no sense to me, bro. Or or the people that, cause bro, we both ex athletes, bro. There's people, there's there's people that work at like, there's people that work at like, uh, that's a that's people that's like a manager at uh Texas Roadhouse that's training how we used to. <laughs> yeah. Like like what is the point? Like it doesn't take that extent. Of training to be healthy. Yeah, that's true. Like, what is what is what are you doing? Yeah. That's what I'd just be wondering. I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. They either preparing for the for the revolution or they want to be really nice at the gym. And most of the time they be trash. <laughs> they be trash. Or like Kobe. Or Kobe. I I remember when Kobe first retired. God rest of the dead. When Kobe first returned, I remember a picture of him went viral. He had like gained a little weight. His shirt was off. And he even himself said, like, dang, I bit I can't not work out after 20. <laughs> How many years did Kobe play? 26 to He played 20. 20 years. Yeah, he, yeah. I think he even tweeted, like, dang, I can't I, I can't take a break after 20 years. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna get back in the gym, guys. But I guarantee, I st- I know Kobe still worked out. I think I even heard him in there. I guarantee you, Kobe's not training like a NBA, like he was still an NBA player. Yeah, yeah. When he turned into a storyteller. Yeah. For what? Yeah. I'm sure certain certain habits were still there as far as the waking up early because you can't. You can't wake up that early for twenty years and then just all of a sudden not wake up that right. Early. Just sleep in like like that. <laughs> like, nah. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm sure he's still waking up, going to the gym, or working out, but it's it's nowhere near. Man, I'm I'm being. Yeah. I got a homeboy that worked for Chase Bank. Why is he Why is he running ten miles at a time? <laughs> See, you know what's crazy though, bro? I think that like that'd be my problem with being consistent. Cause I'm so used to working out one way that if I'm not able to work out like that, I'd be like, man, I'm being lazy. So that's why like I might have like a month or two where I might come to the age and you'd be like, oh. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, bro, because I've been getting it in, but it's not sustainable. Cause I don't know no. Cause, cause what are you doing it exactly, for? Exactly, exactly. 
Exactly. It was sustainable when we was athletes because it was like you doing it for you're doing it to get better at this. You got games to get ready for the competition and stuff. I'm like, bro, y'all are here training like elites just exactly, to do it. Bro. Yeah, I'm glad. And I'm telling you, the elites, the elites love the game to whereas they train like that. They don't love the training. Right. Right. I guarantee you, Kobe didn't love all of that training. He loved being the best, mm. which required all the training. Right. I'm gl- hey, man. Soon as that, soon as that, soon as that's taken away, he's like, "What's what's the point in all the training?" LeBron, I, whenever LeBron done after year thirty two, he gonna be like Zion. Cause Bron- <laughs> nah, he's still gonna work out, but he's not gonna like. Come on, man. He gonna be like, what? Like, I don't need to do all the bands and the little, <laughs> yeah. the little ladder thing. Rubber band, man, for sure. I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't close out, man, before having this conversation because it brought a lot of light to where my tomorrow needs to be. Because <laughs> that'd be my struggle. Like, come on, man! Like, if I can't do three miles and 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 bench press two twenty five, <laughs> I'd be like, man. <laughs> That's why I said, and that's and that and that was my problem too, because I only know one way. Exactly. And then I would go, I would go balls to the wall immediately, and like I'm not what I used to be, physically. Right. And you know, you always gonna hit anything. It's gonna be uh, uh, the pain gonna hit like, period. Mm-hmm. And then you work through it or whatever. But I'm like. Bro, I went this hard and then took all this time off off of how hard I went to go this hard again and then have to chill again. Like, why am I going this hard? Mm-hmm. I used to go this hard because I was trying to, I, I was look. I wanted to be the best person on the court. I'm like, bro, I'm teaching people how to make money. <laughs> right. I don't need to be out here like uh like I'm not I'm not trying to compete with Ja Morant. I ain't gotta try to keep up with Ja. But Ja fool. So I'm like, bro, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just move my body. Like once I started, once I realized I'm like, I'm not an athlete, I'm a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me just start and just start moving my body. Like, man, F, F it. Uh, I started doing push-ups again. Like, I used to do push-ups and reps of 100. Yeah. I was like, why am I, why am I killing? No, because cause it, was, it was bothering me that I couldn't bust out 100 straight. Yeah. I was like, I'm not supposed to bust out 100 straight. I ain't did these in forever. Do you here do do 25? Yeah. And do 20. I know one way, man. It needs to change. Like it's alright. It's alright. Do do you do your 10 at a time. Do your 20 at a time. Like. Yeah. And and I used to gamble. I used to gamble and bet bet push-ups. People didn't know. Like I, I don't gamble now. 
if I do, it's just like in fun. Mm-hmm. Or I make people do like embarrassing stuff and record them. Yeah. Bro, when I hooped, I used to gamble or do shooting competitions. I would never bet in stuff that I knew I couldn't win. Or if it was something I couldn't win, what was on the line was something that I was going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Which was the push-ups. So we be out bowling, shoot, uh, working out, whatever the, whatever it is. I'd be like, no, nah, I don't bet money no more. Let's bet push-ups. Oh, how many? A hundred? They don't know that that was already like off my schedule. Right, right. I just ain't did it for the day yet. So if I win, I win, and I get to see you not be able to do a hundred push-ups. If I lose, <laughs> just gonna do them early. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like that's that's part of my workout. We go get up, have many hundred shots, and I will do the hundred push-ups right after. So we have a little shooting competition or whatever. Or do something from half court. Be like. If I happen to lose, which I I wouldn't, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This is what I was doing before I left here anyway. Anyway, yeah, win win. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but AstonCEO.com. It's crowded at the top. Come join us. Less than a dollar a day. I'm telling you, once you see it, it's crazy. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.